This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, what's up, Rain Superfans? Welcome back to another episode. Tonight, we are going to be breaking down season four, episode 12. And there's so much drama, so stick around. The destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, we always open up with our favorite song. Yes, we right? do. Yes, yes. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm your host, Alina Vision. You can follow me on all social media at Alina Vision. And I'm here with my gorgeous co host, Lena. Who's talking? <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Lena Nori. You can find me on Instagram at Lena Nori and Twitter at Lena Nori underscore. And I'm so glad to be here with my gorgeous mole twin and name twin. Exactly, exactly. It's just the two of us tonight. Unfortunately, Phil and Keaton couldn't make it, but uh, Keaton will be back next week and Phil will be back the week after that. And next week we have some special guests, so it'll be, you'll definitely want to stick around for that and see that. But let's get into tonight. Yes. A lot happened. Uh, let's start over in England with Elizabeth and Gideon. Oh, my God. Ooh, girl, girl. So Elizabeth is now paranoid that people are after her. I mean, she's always kind of been paranoid, yeah. but she's taken it to the next level. What do you think about that? It's funny. I mean, as a queen, her throne is always at risk. So I understand that aspect where she's extremely paranoid, but it's like, you're paranoid, and then she gets caught with Jane on the beach, and Jane mm-hmm. runs into her and Gideon, and she has Lola flashbacks and lets her go, but then we see her at the end of this episode talking to somebody in a letter, telling them like, that she's basically spying on Queen Elizabeth, so it's like, why did you let her go? So for someone that's so paranoid, why did you let Jane go? I can't believe it. I was like... I was, like, on my bed, like, about to throw my pillow at the screen. Like, don't let her go. <laughs> There's a lot of moments like that. I know. <laughs> Tonight, I was like, oh, I just want to chuck something at the screen. But, um, yeah, I mean, she just, she's really, really paranoid. And I think it's because, obviously, there's so many people that are after her crown. Yeah. And want to see her go down. Same with Mary, obviously. Um, but... I liked the fact that Gideon took her away. It was like, look, we gotta, we gotta get you out of this because you're starting to like lose it. Yeah, literally. Um, especially when she had Jane test the tea, and then she's like, oh no, the tea's ruined now. Go back. Um, I mean, that's how you know that maybe you're going a little bit too far. But I mean, I get why she is, and I was so glad that Gideon got her out of there. But what do you think about this whole Gideon relationship, knowing that she's about to be engaged? to the Archduke. I feel like as women, we don't mm-hmm. know how to separate love from life. So as a queen, she should understand that she's putting herself in a questionable position because she's supposed to be right. a virgin. And then now Jane runs into them on the beach in this like 
romantic setup and she really doesn't know who she can trust. So in the beginning of the episode, she's telling Gideon, she's like, I have nobody to trust. I don't know who to trust in my court. They're either planning my engagement party or they're planning my funeral or my death. Right. So you would think that she would be a little bit more cautious with Gideon. So the fact that she even agreed to the whole getaway, I was extremely shocked because, you know, people recognize her and she can't have any question of her virtue and she puts herself in such a questionable position. So it's like, for a woman that's constantly like, I need to, you know, my I need to be queen and I need to have my virtue and I need to protect myself, she puts herself in some pretty compromising situations. Right. So it's like... Why? Like, why are you doing that? Like, WTF, stop it. I think she does it because she's, like, in love. And we all know love makes everything a little foggy sometimes. Love you makes know? us go crazy. <laughs> exactly. And I think she's totally in that. And Gideon just has this way, and we saw it with Mary, he has a way of making people just feel like that comfort. Yeah. You know? And, like, everything's going to be okay if they're with him. So I think she's just wrapped up in all of that. Yeah. And... She's like, yeah, you know, let's go. And this is obviously a time when there was no social media. So <laughs> not everyone, per se, knows what she looks like. So, True, yeah. I mean, I could see why she was like, okay, we'll go to some random secluded beach that you have a house at, and I should be fine. I'm dressed, you know, kind of as a commoner. But here's the tricky thing. I thought it was a little bit odd that out of all the places in England, Jane went to that spot. I kind of yeah. think... She was spying on them. I don't know. It was yeah. just a little odd that all of a sudden she pops up right there. No, absolutely. And at the end of the episode, she's writing that note. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And she says that she's spying right. on her. So obviously, mm-hmm. it wasn't that much of a coincidence that of all the beaches, right? she's on the same exact beach. But it was almost like intentional. But then, is it intentional? Because she could have possibly had her head chopped off yeah. for it. So do I think that it was intentional? Maybe she wanted one up on her to like make her comfortable. Because now that you know Elizabeth sees that she's back to her duties, maybe she's going to feel more comfortable, open up more to her. But it's like, it could be someone protecting her. It could be somebody against her. You really never know in this season Mm -hmm. who's with you or who's against you. Darling, that's rain. (laughs) (laughs) That is rain, as we have come to find out. I just, yeah, it was really weird that she popped up on the beach. Um, And yeah, let's, you know, speaking of her writing that letter... Who do you think that letter was to? Or should we save that for predictions? Should we talk about it now or should we save it for predictions? Let's save that for predictions. Okay, we'll oh, That's such a good one. Okay, um, we'll save that one for predictions. What do you think is going to happen with Gideon and um, Elizabeth now? Honestly, 
I think Elizabeth just needs to get her her <laughs> things in line. She needs to get it all together. You're a queen. Your reign is questionable. You're a female. You don't have an heir. Let's be real. I mean, she has a gorgeous guy, the Duke, mm -hmm. that wants to marry her. Even though I think there's like a little bit more to that that we're going to find out probably in the next couple episodes. Mm -hmm. So she has everything in line for her. And she's just ruining it with Gideon. And it's like, for me, Gideon, if you love Elizabeth, <laughs> let her marry the Duke. Let her have a secure marriage and have a, you know, a possible heir. Because obviously... They're very open about their relationship. Even the Duke in the last episode, not the one most recent one, but the one before that, he kind of like glanced over and I feel like he sensed something between them two. Mm. So it's like, do you want to have a secure reign or do you want to have this hopeless love? Like, which one is it? Right, right, right. And as a queen, you can't have both. You have to decide, unfortunately. Exactly. I just... I mean, knowing from, from what we know from history, obviously she doesn't get married. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, but yeah, I think that obviously this is not going to end well for her. I think it's going to kind of blow up. Um, but then maybe self, maybe it's like one of those subconscious things. Like that's what she wants. And so that's what she, why she keeps putting herself in these positions. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, if we look at history, her father had her mother killed. Yeah. So... As we know, if you grow up in a family where there's a lack of love, I mean, not to get all, like, therapeutical right now, <laughs> but if you're lacking love, you kind of are seeking that love. So I feel like right. with Gideon, like you said, he makes her feel comfortable. She gets that love. But in reality, being with Gideon doesn't make her comfortable because her throne is at risk. And right. at any given time, she could literally have her head chopped off. Right, yeah. So she's not really getting that actual comfort. She's getting that fake comfort that, you know, when we, as women, when we're seeking that love... We kind of get lost in all of our emotions, so mm -hmm. she needs to start thinking clearly. Yeah, she's in the fog of love. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think that wraps up England, pretty much. Yeah. That was pretty much the English story. Let's hop over to France. Oh, my God. So much right? happened in France. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's start with Charles. When Charles and Catherine... Because Catherine's spell kind of lingered into this episode, and Charles is like, grown some cojones. I know, right? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, we talked about um, what potentially could have happened, mm -hmm. and as we saw, it was actually affecting Charles. Like, Charles is chopping heads off, yeah. he's shooting his brother in the hand with an apple, I mean, with the apple in his hand and the arrow. What did you think about that scene, like, when he okay. did that? We need to call Jerry Springer because <laughs> the Valois family has some major issues. Right? <laughs> like Jerry Springer, knock, 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 Mari Povich, somebody. <laughs> this family has some real issues. This scene was incredible. I remember I'm just sitting there and I'm like, how is this going to end? Right. Is he going to agree to the challenge? Is he going to let him put the apple on top of his head? He's basically could potentially kill his brother, right. which works out in his favor either way. Because it, it was an accident. Yeah. He's the king. Who's going to tell him anything? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... I feel like Charles is the underdog, and I'm so excited that he's mm -hmm. just grown, as you said, these new cojones. <laughs> so he's, like, sitting there. He's acting manly. He's acting kingly. And there's even a part where Narcisse kind of, like, glances over at him when he does the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Narcisse was kind of like, wow. Like, he was, like, he's actually acting like a king. Right. But then, obviously, we saw that it ended up with him chopping heads off, literally. I mean, yeah. like, what was that? Of Englishman, yeah, which potentially could, starting a war. a war. Oh my goodness! I mean, I think he's just—he's so scared. And we saw obviously him talking to Catherine. He's really scared, and I think, 
I think that kind of was like the theme for all the royals, I feel like, in this episode. Like, yeah. we saw how Elizabeth is scared that somebody's poisoning her or against her. He's scared that, you know, he's not a good enough king. Marriage is scared of her husband, <laughs> which is like the worst. I, I swear to God, I we'll hate get Donnie. there. Oh, girl, we'll get there. Donnie, if you're watching, I hate you. No, but he's the nicest guy. <laughs> we'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Charles is is that what that one scene was amazing with him and the apple. Oh my for god! Sure. Yeah, and I love how Catherine was like, "Oh yes, I did this." She thinks like her spell totally worked, and then she sees you know the heads coming in. She's like, "Oh god." Went a little bit too far. You know what's funny? So you brought up a super important point, I think, Mm -hmm. for this episode, which is fear. Right. So I feel like fear has kind of taken over all of Rain, Mm -hmm. and everyone is acting out of fear. Even Donley, who I feel a certain way about, and we'll get into that later. (laughs) You're feeling all kinds of ways about it. Is acting out of fear. Mary is acting out of fear. Elizabeth Mm -hmm. is acting out of fear. Charles, who we saw, you know, actually confides in his mother, which I thought was such a touching moment because... We kind of saw that dark side come out of him, and right. you know he was doing all that vampire blood and stuff. And he was like pushing everyone away yeah. at that time, like not saying what was wrong. Now he was like actually, you know, opening he said, up. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was such an important point in the episode because I was kind of wondering, like, did this voodoo really get to him? But then you see him super vulnerable, mm-hmm. talking to his mom about how he's scared. And honestly, there's a part of me that understands how he feels because. We're constantly just making decisions and acting out of fear. And if we just learn how to control our fear, right. we would make such better decisions in life, let alone what's going on in the show. Right. So I can see where he came from because he's like, either I act out and, you know, he's like already, my sister questions my judgment, my, you know, throne questions my judgment, my brother questions my judgment. So he's like, I have to act out and show you know, England, that I'm in control and yeah. I am the king. So I can kind of understand where he's coming from in this. Yeah, definitely. But he did say that for a while, like, he felt a sudden rush of strength and then all of a sudden it went away. So that had to have been Catherine's spell. Because, <laughs> you know, she threw the voodoo doll in the fire once Claude found her. Yeah. With, like, she was like, oh, my God, I got I to gotta redo this. I got to <laughs> do another spell. Like, totally. I love Catherine. I just love, love, love her character. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she... She loves to give people strength, especially she's totally rooting for Charles. And um, it'll be interesting to see where this all ends up, especially now that that strength he had is gone and his brother is just waiting yeah. in the curtains. Like, he's waiting for his opportunity, like he said in this episode. And, you know, it's funny because, ironically, you know, Mother's Day is here. Right. I think. Happy Mother's Happy Day, Happy Mother's Day. Happy to Mother's all Day, you Mom. strong, <laughs> exactly. beautiful women out there. Exactly. There's nothing better than a woman. <laughs> totally kidding. We're all beautiful. But um, speaking of Mother's Day... Catherine has come such a long way Mm -hmm. as a mother from season one till now. She made tons of questionable decisions. Oh, yeah. And as we know, parenting definitely isn't easy, so I think she's doing her best. You learn and you grow as you go. (laughs) But I feel like she's grown so much since season one. And even this last season, when her daughter came from Spain, she was truly apologetic. She understood Mm -hmm. that her daughter was acting out, and she said to her, I understand I wasn't the best mother, So it's like we've seen so much growth as a mother in Catherine. And honestly, I think she's incredible. You know, she still, with the voodoo, I think she went a little (laughs) bit too far. But she was trying to protect both of her sons because she understands the consequences Mm -hmm. that one of them will inevitably end up dead. And even with Claude, I feel like she's trying to gear Claude in the right direction. She's telling Claude, hey, you know, I see you opening up to your husband. 
you know, right. you can love him. It's okay. Because, you right. know, Claude had her whole question of, I don't want to break my promise. And that's so sweet uh, of her. But yeah. Luke is such a gem. Right? Hello. Hello. Especially <laughs> Look at what she got in front of you. <laughs> don't mess that up. He's good looking. He's <laughs> yeah. nothing like his father at exactly. least so far. We, no, he's not. Yeah. Like, he's a good guy. And he's good looking. And, and he, he loves like, her. And he loves her. And he wants to just, like, you know, do everything for her. Make her happy. Like... Hello. I know. Dude, and like, no pressure. You can be with me, give me an air, still be with Late. What man will let you do that? None. He has zero Luke, ego. Luke Honestly, will. he yeah. has. We've seen like a common, a huge commonality between a lot of the male characters in this show is monstrous egos. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Luke is one of the only characters that has zero ego. Even Late had a huge ego. Like, he was still going to get Claude, and he chose money over Claude, and Claude still feels like she owes him. You owe him nothing. He chose money over you. Luke is there. He's amazing. He loves you. Claude, do the right thing. (laughs) Be with the good guy. The good guy has to get the girl. All right. Hashtag Claude, do the right thing. Hashtag happily ever after. I know. I think she, I think it finally kind of hit her though when he found the letter that was intercepted and it was going to life and saying, you know, I'm going to find you after I have this guy's kid. Yeah. Which, come on, Claude, let's not do that. I know. That's doing him dirty. And, you know, I totally understood. Like, I get where he's like, I've done everything I possibly can for you. Like, let's just call this what it is. And I think at that moment, I saw it in her face like, oh, God, what have I done? Like, you know? Okay, so it's so funny. At that exact point, I was thinking to myself, Claude is like, Every girl. Mm-hmm. We have the good guy. We don't appreciate them. Yeah. You know, we've seen her series of men mm-hmm. before, you know, she was married to Luke. And even before she was with Laith, I feel like Laith kind of brought this goodness out of her. Right. And we can at least thank him for that. Right. But she was always with guys and she was having random affairs and didn't care about the fact that she was a princess and totally mm-hmm. acting out, looking for attention. And then she has this perfect guy. Mm-hmm. that like wants to give her everything is patient with her is understanding and it's like the second he puts his hand down and says listen i'm done after he read that <laughs> right. note and in her defense i mean this is not like facebook or <laughs> in the dm where you get the message right? instantly she probably <laughs> sent that weeks ago before she's kind of seen like the different side to him which is why she's like no like i am falling for you but it's like now it's too late and when Luke walks out, like, I felt her heart drop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now she wants him. Now right? that he's rejecting her. Because you always want what you can't have. Yes. yes. And when he was the good, loving guy, she didn't want him. And now mm-hmm. she wants him. It's, women, stop it, please. Yes. We have so oh, much growth to do. But we love French court. Yes, this we do. This is why. This is why. Oh, so much drama with the family. So much. So much. We yeah. need Dr. Phil. I know. Like, Dr. Dr. Phil Phil needs to come fix all these relationships. Family relationships, mother-daughter, mother-son. Mother-son. Brothers. Yeah, Catherine called Claude out. She did. Yeah, she did. She called her out. I like Catherine for that. I love Catherine lately. Me too. I want Catherine to come back to Scotland. I do too. (laughs) And, like, take care of Darnley. (laughs) She just handles everything. She does. with such poise. Yes, she totally does. Speaking of Scotland, let's head over there. Let's head over to Scotland. Um, at the beginning of the episode, we see that there's an earthquake yeah. um, in Scotland, and people's houses came down, um, they need relief, and Mary's, you know, supposed to be going to into her treasury, I guess you could say, and pay for it. Turns out her awesome husband, 
has like <laughs> de- <laughs> depleted it. So yeah. How did you feel about that? Donley, just stop. I don't what? He just doesn't stop. I mean... No, he has zero chill. Zero. Like, yeah. the scene where Mary walks in and he's with the Russian nice girl. <laughs> you know. It's so funny because I actually follow Will Kemp on Twitter and he was tweeting about this episode and he called her the Russian whore. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. It's like, there's going to be a lot of wine and, you know, Russian whores and everything for Donald. So, I'm going yeah. to quote Will Kemp on this and call her the Russian whore. But just the scene, he has, like, his leg open, and the girl's just sitting there, and he's like, oh, and she doesn't even speak English. And he's like, oh, do you want to save your people, or do you want to bring me back to court? Like, how much of a piece of work can you be? You're willing to let people die over your ego? Like, I know we spoke last season, I mean, sorry, last episode, and Phil was saying he's just, like, a little kid, and he's demanding attention. But he's just totally skipped over little kid to, like... The devil. <laughs> like, you're going to let people El die? El Diablo, right? El Diablo. Yes. El Diablo. And then he's, like, he's um, going over the girl's necklace, which he clearly bought with Mary's money. It was like he was trying to goad her, like, hey, you yes. want to know where the money went? It's on the whore's neck. <laughs> Ta-da! It wasn't that pretty of a necklace, though. I'm no, not going to lie. It was very gaudy. Yeah. But- <laughs> Side note. <laughs> Side note. But, yeah, it's, he just never, ever stops and never... He's always conniving and trying to get more power and more power and more power. It's like, you are the king of Scotland. Just, like, be happy. Chill. Yeah. Like, you can leave, live a plush life if you would just chill. Well, and then, as we saw at the end, hopefully all you guys have watched, uh-huh. is he's collaborating with Reverend Knox. Right. Mary's biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. And he even says that he will agree to convert yeah. and be Protestant just to, like, secure his position. Like, how much of a snake can you be? Like, there's, like, the line of, like, where I thought mm-hmm. Donnelly would go. <laughs> and he just, like, surpassed that. Like, there's no line left to be had. He's what my mom would call lower than a snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, one of her favorite sayings. Yeah. Lower than a snake. I mean, that is the lowest, the lowest of the low. Completely. Like, Reverend Knox? Really? Yeah. That's yeah. how low you will go? He wants Mary dead, yes. which means your child will be dead. Exactly. And we did see, actually, Mary talking to John Knox at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I mean, he just finds himself wherever he can to, quote-unquote, preach the word. <laughs> but in the meantime, he's trying to make, you know, Mary's counsel be against her. Everything. Everything. Like, he is at the center of everything. Well, he's extremely sexist, as we know. He right. does not care about anything besides having... A man at the throne. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that he's even working together with Donley, I mean, he knows that this wife is, I mean, this guy is plotting against his own wife. That's the kind of king you want for Scotland? Like, Reverend Knox only cares about the fact that Mary's a female and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth's a female. Right. Like, he can't set his ego and his sexism aside. He would rather have a snake at the throne unless he's ultimately planning to get Donley off the throne, too, by saying, well, he's not even really Scottish. So we never really know what... Reverend Knox is thinking, but I will tell you one thing. Reverend Knox is a really good, sneaky, I'm like, I'm going to leave the last part. (laughs) You guys can put that in yourself. But like, how low can Reverend Knox go? But he seems to just always, every time he's in like a predicament, he always seems to come out on top. Mm. He's, yeah, he's very, he's a smart guy. He figured out Mary's weak spots. He figured out, especially after, uh, his wife was caught spying or 
James has cut spine by, you know, doing the deed with his wife. Yeah. Um, he's very smart and he's very ruthless. Yeah. And Mary for a second, and even Elizabeth just can't let their guard down because of this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just going to stop at nothing, nothing until these two women are not on the throne anymore and there's a male. But I wonder just how much of a blow that was to his ego, as we saw a few episodes ago with what his wife did to him. But he's still able to be, like, calm and calculated. Mm-hmm. Like, any other man that knew that their wife was cheating on them with the queen's brother probably have them beheaded or tar and feather them. So I thought he was being compassionate. But after today's episode, he just, he's on point. Like, he knows how to set his emotions aside. Right. And his end game is remove Mary, remove Elizabeth. That's all he, he's like tunnel vision. Yeah, he is. You have to give him props on that. I do. I mean, for that, yeah. He set a goal and he's going after it. (laughs) Can't knock a guy for that. I don't like the goal. (laughs) I don't either. I'm not about that goal. But, I mean, he's doing doing what he has to. And it'll be interesting to see where that goes, especially in the next episode. I can't imagine. I know. I know. Um, Let's also talk about... Let's talk about the whole plan. After Mary finds out that Darnley has taken all of her money for the most part, he's a piece of work. Um, Literally. Yeah. Her and Bothwell and Rizzio come up with a plan to get it back. It's a risky plan. Yeah. Oh, so risky. I was like, what are you doing? Like, he's not going to notice that you're missing from his ceremony. Okay, well, here's the thing, and I will give this to her, because he's normally pretty wasted. Yeah. I mean, he can throw back some wine with the best of them. Yes, for he can. Sure, for sure. Um, so it wasn't too far-fetched, but um, I think it was a little bit too quickly that they did it. Yeah. Yeah. So in that scene, I remember looking over, and I was like, he's going to notice Mary's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this all going to pan out? And of course, the money, or most of it, was spent... Or a good amount of it was spent on obviously gaudy jewelry and other things. <laughs> and then we find out that he's been buying property yeah. from other, you know, lords and stuff to kind of like reassert himself. So it's like just when I think that Donley's an idiot, <laughs> he kind of like has really like strong Reverend Knox capabilities. Right. Where like just when you think, oh my God, he spent money on a prostitute's piece of jewelry. Like, no, he was actually buying up territories right. to reassert himself and to give himself power and strength and influence and it's like I just hate him right and it's like that's that's his end game and if you recall like back to before he married Mary he didn't want any of that he just wanted to be with his lady and that was it and then now it's just like so vindictive he like wants it all he wants it all like oh he wants all the things you know give it all to me exactly and he's not gonna stop at anything uh, to get that. I mean, he just, he loathes Mary. I mean, they loathe each other. Yeah. I would hate to be in a marriage like that. That kiss was so awkward. Ugh. I was like, get your hands off of her. Oh my God. Ah! And it's, he's like kissing her and then she gives like this like face and then she like wipes her mouth like as if that's not obvious. Right. And he totally was doing it despite Lord Bothwell, mm-hmm. which I guess was a good reason for him to get up and dismiss. So it was like less right. obvious, which I think kind of allowed them conveniently right for him to exit where he wouldn't even notice anything but he's just so spiteful he is and i actually as i said in the last episode i really had hope for them Mm -hmm. i was hoping like she would have the end happily ever after and as we see she's literally like this is her punishment and i hate to say this but i'm a strong believer in karma and i feel like all her misgivings that she did in the last couple seasons Mm -hmm. you know 
she turned against Francis and had an affair with Condé. And I kind of feel like maybe that's coming back to bite her in the rear end. <laughs> like, this is her karma for what happened with Condé. Maybe. I mean, I love Mary, so I don't think she deserves it. But... Yeah, we love Mary. We do. Team Mary all the way. Exactly. I just, I uh, I don't know if anyone deserves Nobody this does. guy. Yeah. Oh, goodness. My goodness. I mean, um, I do like her and Bothwell. I do, too. I do. I do, I do like that. Um, and uh, so getting back to the whole plot to get the money back, turns out... They get the money, take it to the church so it's safe. They can, you know, help Scotland. Yeah. She can be a good queen, as she is. And, she really uh, is a good queen. She is. She, yeah. does, she does her best. She does her best. And Darnley finds Bothwell in his house and proceeds to beat him up and take him prisoner. You know what's... In that scene, I mm-hmm. actually thought he was going to have him kill. See, that's what I thought. I thought that Bothwell... Well, I thought that Bothwell was going to kill him in that scene. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I did. I mean, when the sword came out, I was like, it's over. Bothwell is dead. Uh, and obviously, he struck no, the Bothwell king. Bothwell doesn't die. Bothwell doesn't die. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert. I know. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. But that's enough reason to behead him for striking a king. So it's like, and then, you know, obviously, Donnelly just leaves. I really expected him to, like, finish him off or at least beat him up himself. But he left it mm-hmm. to his men because Donnelly's a coward and we all know that. <laughs> Exactly. But what's up with this, like, diehard love that everybody has for Mary? I'm, like, low-key jealous that, like, all these men will do anything. It doesn't matter if they get beheaded. It doesn't matter anything. They will do anything for her. Yeah. And she even, like, has those little, like, disclaimers. If you go for the gold and it's the king's gold, you might be arrested for stealing from the crown. Right. And he's like, I'll do it for you. How quickly. It's everybody, like, Everyone, her, every single person like, that she's ever come yeah. across will, like, lay dead for her. I mean, look at her. She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She's queen. She's smart. Yeah. She's kind. But it's it's almost like people are mesmerized by her. She has this way of just hypnotizing people right. to doing anything for her. Mm-hmm. She does. I mean, she's Mary. I think she's she's very likable. She is. You know, she's very, very likable. The character is very likable. Um, and she's absolutely stunning. And she's gorgeous. Which... And her clothes are always on point. And, you yeah. know, I mean, she's just, she's, that's why everyone, for the most part, is always Team Mary. Absolutely. Yeah, you just, you're always rooting for her. And I think that's what the men probably find, um, find attractive, like really attractive. And they'll just go to the ends of the earth to do whatever. Even when they're gone and hooking up with Elizabeth, Gideon will still you know, shed her in a good light. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she's just so endearing. Like, even when she's talking to Lord Bothwell, she, like, looks at him and she's like, this means everything to me. And it's just like, even I'm watching, I'm like, God, this girl's got it good. Yeah. Like, everybody. I mean, even from, like, the first two seasons when she cheats on her husband and Uh Frances, like, still wants to be with her. It's like, everybody just will just lay flat for her. It's everyone except for Darnley. Everyone except Darnley. That is Mm. true. Actually, that's so true, but right? I feel like, you do you ever think there was a point where he actually wanted to have a real marriage with her, or do you yeah. think it was all for ploy? I do. I think, it, at the beginning, I think he did. I think he was like, okay, let's see this. But then when she kind of uncovered everything about him, and saw how he worked and all of that, and then didn't give him the crown matrimonial, yeah. I think it just was all downhill from then. Do you think it was that, or do you think it was when um, his former love got killed? 
by accident, by the oh, way. Right. Come on, guys. She got hit right, by a right. horse. Yeah. Mary did not have her killed. Right. I think, I think it was a little bit before that. You think so? Yeah, I think it was going down a little bit before that. And then when that happened, it was like, that's it. Done. They would have made done a beautiful couple. Done. Yeah. Well, technically, they're still together. So <laughs> they, they still make a beautiful still together, couple. But mm, mm, they're on the fritz for sure. Well, I mean, the episode ends with Lord Bothwell telling Mary, basically, we need we to have do. them killed. Right. And even then, she still has compassion. And it's like, no wonder these men love her because she should have them killed. I mean... The guy's Absolutely. plotting against her, and even then she's like, no, he's the father of my child. I can't have my child raised without a father. Yeah, I was hoping for, like, a Catherine moment in that. We're like, yes, we need to kill him, <laughs> you know? Could she be any more perfect, though? Like, even when she cheats, even when she needs to have people killed, she's just so graceful about it. She's always graceful. She needs always, to write a book graceful. on how to be a queen. <laughs> her and Catherine both, my goodness. I'm really waiting for that moment where she's just like, we need to get rid of Darnley. Because you know it's coming. He's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. She cannot go continue on being like this because he's never going to stop. And it's either the crown or him. Well, she, and she doesn't have the heart to get rid of him. So, or does she? <laughs> I think because he's the father of her child, she doesn't. Uh-huh. But maybe. But he's threatening to tell people it's not him. That's true, and, and obviously, yeah, Bothwell's in the picture. Exactly. And, but do you, so I remember in the scene, he said to her, oh, he's kind of like questioning, like, is it even my child, like, mm-hmm. given the whole Bothwell situation? And Mary, even then, is like, defending herself. If that was me, I'd be like, it's none of your business. <laughs> You're a king. You don't even care if the baby's dead or alive. Why do you care if it's yours? But she's like, no, I never, I've never done anything with him. And she didn't, obviously. Yeah, she hasn't. Yeah. I don't think he believes her, though. No, I think he believes her. I think he's just being a total douche. I think he's just like, I'm going to say it, just to say it, just to poke and to prod at you. Yeah. Because if that ever were to get out that it wasn't mine, and that's an illegitimate heir, then you'll have to deal with that. And obviously people are going to believe him because he's made his way with the lords and like buying up properties and stuff like that. And then that makes him more powerful and looks her, makes her look like not a fit queen. I think we need James back. Yes. Oh, we need James. We need Bash. We need a whole bunch could, of people back. Could you imagine if she had James back, Bash back, and then she has her little, like, she's, like, sitting on the throne, and it's, like, she has Rizzo and Bothwell, which isn't prison, so hopefully he gets out. And then we have Bash, and then we have James. Like, she's so secure. Right. Like, she has family. She has love. She has men that will, like, die for her. Yeah. She needs that. She needs that support system. But at least she has uh, Bothwell and Rizzo, so that's good. To compare Mary and Elizabeth, Mary is so much more secure in the love around her yeah. than Elizabeth. And honestly, I feel so bad for Elizabeth. Like, poor girl. She, can she get her own little crew? Yeah, because she just has Gideon. That's it. And, she, even, and even Gideon, she knows, was in love with Mary. So it's like, yeah. I think in the back of her head, because us women, we like to remember everything. Oh, everything. We're like elephants. We're like, side note, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was still in love with Mary, too. Yeah. And then he just obviously protected her in the mm-hmm. last episode with the whole, like, potential coup thing. So it's like, Elizabeth has just Gideon. And then even her right mm-hmm. hand, which is Jane, now she's like, do I, can I trust Jane? Should I kill Jane? She, like, threatens to kill her whole family I if she says anything. And then Mary just has, like, everybody. Yeah. She even has Greer still. She has Greer. That's right. She does have Greer. Yeah, Mary has a a lot of a better support system than Elizabeth does. Um, That's definitely for sure. Yeah. So I think that wrapped... Did we forget anything? Does that wrap up pretty much Scotland? 
Yeah? Yeah, they're up to okay. Scotland for sure. All right, so let's do Castle Corner, and then we'll get into predictions after that. Okay, perfect. Castle Corner. So this we got week's... a pretty one this week. Oh my god, this Castle Corner is to die for. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay, so the one that we're talking about today is actually called the Swallow's Nest. It's in Russia. It's absolutely stunning. If you guys can see that view, it's to die for. Yeah, it's really pretty. And once again, just like the castle from last week, it's kind of on the ledge. And because it's made of stone, it virtually looks like it's coming out of the mountain. And it's just, I mean, look at it. It looks like Cinderella's castle, it but does. like right on the ocean. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. and I obviously love the whole like romanticism and like the Cinderella story, as you can tell, Team Frary. <laughs> but um, this castle was obviously a lot smaller. It was built between 1911 and 1912, so it's a more recent castle, and it's 130 feet high off the Aurora Cliff. And it's a Russian castle. Mm-hmm. It's perched off. It's like kind of precariously perched off the cliff of the. Um, Crimean Sea, and the building is obviously, it says it's a lot more compact. It measures 66 feet long, which is really not that That's big. not that big. Yeah, no. it's not big at all. It's a beautiful rotunda right there. And it has a foyer, it has a guest room, it has a gorgeous like stairway to the tower, mm-hmm. and there's only two bedrooms on two different levels within the tower. Wow, that's really small. Yeah, it's a only castle. a two-bedroom castle. But you know when it's that gorgeous, it's like, that's okay. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's really, really pretty. So it has a lot of wooden pa- uh, panels, and then obviously it's like stuccoed. And so the Swallow's Nest, it's it was built literally on the edge of the cliff, and it has a balcony, as you can see, with the rock face. Mm-hmm. And then it's so funny. So I always think when I see a castle like this, like what would happen if there's an earthquake? Like would the right. castle come tumbling down? Right. So ironically, there was a huge earthquake in 1927, And it was like a seven on the Richter scale, which is pretty (gasps) crazy. Yeah, that's pretty big. And obviously the castle survived. They said there was a little bit of cracks in the infrastructure. So hopefully if there's another earthquake, it does not come tumbling down. But it survived. So we know that. It was built sturdy. (laughs) Yeah. They did do some renovations to it in 1975. It's now an Italian restaurant. So maybe you and I need to get a ticket to go to Russia. Yeah, no kidding. Seriously. (laughs) Check this out. So if you guys are ever in Russia, this is a gorgeous castle, and it's actually been converted into a restaurant now. I wonder what it's like, though. I wonder if the reservations are, like, really hard to get a year out because it's so small, and it's obviously not that big. And it's got a gorgeous view. And obviously because of its inspiring location, the castle was used for a lot of exterior shots when they film movies. Ah, So you've probably seen this castle in a lot of movies. Yeah. Great castle, great castle corner. I love it. We love it. We love it. All right, let's get into predictions. Yes, let's do this. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Okay, I'm going to let you go first. Ugh, why me? <laughs> oh, well, who do you think Jane is writing to? We'll start with that. Okay. Because we're going to save that for predictions. I think Jane is writing to Queen Catherine. Ah. I don't know why I got that feeling. That was like my initial feeling. Obviously, there's lots of people she could be writing to. She mm-hmm. could be writing to Reverend Knox, which, as we know, can be very manipulative. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like Catherine's just got everything covered and she kind of has like spies in different areas. So I think she potentially has Jane as her spy to write to her, mm-hmm. kind of to make sure 
she's keeping a balance in her own throne because as you know there's questions with Charles and then her other right. son wants to be the king and then Spain sitting there like, like with the puppet strings and like kind of keeping meddling into everything and I just think that that's her way of kind of keeping ties into every single location and then obviously she has Mary so she doesn't need any spies in Scotland right. so I definitely think it's probably Queen Catherine if I were to say my top two one would be Queen Catherine and then the other one would be Reverend Knox okay what okay. do you think so I think at first I thought it was Knox but then you said something that totally sparked an idea in me and I actually think it might be the Duke because you think so yeah I think it might be the Duke uh, the Archduke because we know Elizabeth doesn't get married. And so he was, he saw Elizabeth and Gideon. We saw that one shot yeah. and it was very like, pay attention to this, yeah. you know? So I think that sparked something in him. He found a spy in court and I think that's his spy and she's writing to him to tell him exactly what's going on. That's it's- incredible. If you actually think about that, but what do you think would have gotten her to spy on him? You think it's money or like he's using her? Um, kind of as like a love tool. It could be together. money. Yeah, it could be money because, I mean, she's a servant, so she can't be making, you know, as much as probably she wanted to. And I also think that I can't remember who he was talking to someone in that scene, right? He was going up the steps he and he was talking steps. to somebody, which now I'm going to go. Now I'm back. like, was it now her? Checking. Exactly. Was it her that he was talking to? Um, that could be, I think that could be it. It's either that or, I think, Knox. But why would he care? If he marries Elizabeth, because he's going to be king. I know he claims... She's not a virgin, though, and he's Catholic. Like, that's a big deal. And he did also mention that he wanted to attempt at a real marriage, but then again, everybody right. says that. Right, right, right. And the only person that means it is Luke. Mm-hmm. We love Luke. Claude, <laughs> looking at you. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Get it together, girl. You exactly. lost Exactly. So I think I think it might be the Duke. If it's not him, it's definitely Knox because he's just got his tentacles and everything. Absolutely, yeah, he does. Um, let's see other other predictions. I think Elizabeth and Gideon. I, that's going to come to light pretty soon. I think people are going to find out from this Jane character or from the Archduke. I think the Duke is going to say like, "I know something's going on, so I can't marry you." I think that's how that's going to go down. And then Mary and Darnley, um, just waiting for the takeout of Darnley <laughs> completely. I know it's coming. I thought it was coming this episode, but yeah. Okay, my thoughts on Mary and Darnley mm-hmm. is he was like a little rattlesnake, like in the ground, and she just let this like rattlesnake grow into like this anaconda. Uh huh. Cut the snake off at the head. Mm-hmm. Like she just, yeah. She's got to handle it. I don't think she has what it takes to be that spiteful. So I'm kind of thinking maybe somehow Catherine will get involved or Mm -hmm. she'll have some kind of other assistance or hopefully just Bothwell will handle him because Mm -hmm. Mary's just too loving. Like, I can't see her actually being responsible for his death. Like, she can't have anybody killed. Maybe James will come back and kill him. James, just come back and kill him, please. (laughs) But yeah, they're definitely going to come to an end. I mean, obviously we know that. Right. And it just, the sooner the better. But I kind of like having him around because... It's interesting. I, my heart, like, starts pounding when he just, everything he does, I'm like, what? Like, why? Why does she not kill him? Right. Why doesn't she get rid of him? And just when you think he's gone, she, like, got rid of him from court. He's back at court. Yeah. He gets so what like, he wants. he's growing and growing and growing, and now he's collaborating with Knox. Like, she needs to 
cut it off at the head, yeah. literally. Yeah, totally. And you know what? That's a testament, I think, to the actor because Will, and he's been on this show before. So if you go back, I think like four <laughs> or five that. episodes, you did. You totally missed it. Awesome guy, super nice guy. And just to watch like the difference between him and his character, that he is an amazing actor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I am totally sold on uh, the Donnelly character. He's an amazing, amazing actor. So it'll be interesting to see and fun to see what he does after the show. Well, I'm not personally. Or nor do I have anything personally against Will, right. but I mean you're absolutely right. The fact that like I hate him so much, <laughs> right? he did his job. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like I literally sit there and like my heart starts pounding. I'm like, what is she doing? Get rid of him. Right. He just is. He never ceases to amaze me with how low he can go. Yeah. That's good acting. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that wraps up everything. Um, be sure to tune in next week. We have yes. a special guest. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. Uh, the, Nicole, the actress who plays Nicole, is going to be in. And also, I think some other guests possibly. Don't quote me on that. But Nicole's okay. actually been tweeting us. Did you get her tweets? I haven't. She actually tweeted me when I said that Nicole is the female version of Narcisse. Oh, I saw, yes, yeah, yes, And yes. then she quoted me, and then she put, like, the rolling the eyes face. <laughs> but, I mean, we love you, Nicole. We can't wait to have you yes, next week. cannot <laughs> wait, cannot wait. And, um, yeah, so if you guys want to uh, send her questions yes, our way, absolutely. that would be awesome. You guys can tweet at us. Um, you can use the hashtag, hashtag ABTVRain. Or you can leave, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment in the comment section below. And we'll kind of pull from all of those and get you, uh, get her the questions. That way you guys can get your questions answered. Because that, ha- that happened yes. last time. It was great. And they love the questions. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Where can the good people find you? So you guys can find me at Lena Nori, as I said earlier, on Instagram. And then you can tweet us at, or you can tweet me at, at Lena Nori underscore and like she said, send us your predictions. I'm, I would yes. love to see what everyone else thinks. Right? Exactly. And you guys can follow me at Alina Vision on all social media. Tweet us. Tweet the show. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. We love you guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Bye. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 